Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the freaking grid, and so is the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Cam, always good. How you doing? Uh, doing pretty good, Morenci. Uh, got some uh, crazy stories to talk about, and uh, some things never change. I'll tell you something. I can't believe when you sent me the email of topics today, and we looked at that Houston Astros story, at first I thought it was a joke. I'm like, what, what's the deal? So basically, what are we telling people now? Cheating, man, whatever. They don't play a season. They got I, like when you sent that to me, I was like, "You got to be kidding me! What the hell is going on? Have the do these guys got briefcases? Who do they got? Who do they got pictures of, Brancy? This is stupid." Well, I love you, Cam, but you've got to sort of set it up more so than yeah. You set it up. You set it up. Yeah. Nevertheless, there's a lot of stuff uh, to get to, even though uh, sports uh, is shut down right now and will be shut down. Uh, for the uh, the foreseeable future, uh, there's actually quite a few stories um, that uh, that I want to hit, and quite a few uh, stories that are pretty enraging, uh, yeah. actually. So you'd think, well, you know, we talked about this. Well, you know, what uh, we're talking about the NFL draft every day, uh, but we got news from Major League Baseball. Uh, we've got news from uh, college uh, football. We've got news from college basketball, college uh, football. Uh, we're going to talk some NBA basketball uh, as well. Uh, but as Cam alluded to, so so we all know about the Houston Astros uh, for being the cheating son of a bitches uh, that they are. And we all know how um, Major League Baseball botched the investigation. They botched the the punishment. Um, they pretty much screwed everything up. You know what? They, they might as well just be running a pandemic uh, right now. Uh, actually, uh, you know, like nobody knows what the hell they're doing anywhere uh, in any any anywhere anymore at all, including Rob Manford. I mean, listen, man, you, we can say a lot of things about Bud Selig. And I did. Trust me. Yeah. And Bud Selig was a frustrating individual. But I can't believe I'm saying this. Like we talked about this earlier in the week in which, man, we're living in a freaking parallel universe uh, right now, which I'm defending Roger Goodell. And um, prisoners are being let out onto the streets. Governments cutting checks uh, for everybody. Adam Schefter's ripping uh, the National Football League. But, man, I was, like, hardcore, bro. Like, Bud Selig, like, hated me. I was the Expo's postgame show host when Major League Baseball owned them. It's hard to believe, but I actually worked for Major League Baseball. (laughs) (laughs) But I really did it. I did and I did it. They own the team, and That's it was the right. official post game, wow. right? And but the thing is, they didn't care, right? Like they were leaving, and they were like, "Whatever, man." And they didn't like me, but the, the radio station said, "Ah, he's popular," and what do you guys care anyway? Yeah. So they were like, "Ah, whatever." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> but, until they started <laughs> listening to me, right? Yeah. I said the president uh, once, <laughs> the, the guy that Major League Baseball appointed. Uh, I think his name was Tavares. He used to run, like, the Anaheim Ducks and stuff. I shouldn't have said it. Looking back, I mean, it was a pretty crazy thing to say. But I said, yeah, I see. Uh, he's got a briefcase all the time. I think he's got nothing but crackers and porn in there. Because <laughs> I said, I don't know what the hell the guy does. <laughs> it was bad, bro. It was bad. That's so, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I upset this guy so much, Cam, all right? Yep. That they told me when they went to Puerto Rico, they had he had them install a little radio an internet connection so he can listen to me from Puerto Rico. Here we go. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So get this. We get back on track, but it all comes full circle here to Bud Ceiling. So one time I'm on the air and I'm bitching about this and I'm bitching about that. And it's like the Expos are leaving and I'm bitching about money and baseball or whatever. And they they always used to correct me, like the baseball executives – uh, hey, Gabriel, we heard your show last night. No, it's not really, that's the case. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. <laughs> so I pissed him off, man. Tavares called in. Um, so I thought he did. But so earlier, like in the week, Brian Schneider hit a game-winning home run cam, all right? 
So Brian Schneider, it's a game. I never forget. It was a Sunday afternoon. Expos Brian, win like five and, four, whatever. And Brian Schneider doesn't hit many game winning home runs too. Oh, so it's yeah, yeah so very Brian, true. He was a bad guy. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. Yeah, he's okay. Serviceable. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's kind of had a big ego that guy. So uh, he hits a home run, and on the post game show. So I always had the players on right after, right? So I'm up in the press box doing the show, and. This stupid operator guy tells me uh, Brian Schneider's on, right? Because yeah. I go, we have Brian Schneider coming up, hit the game running home run. Tells me Brian Schneider's on. <laughs> Cam took me about three seconds to realize I'm not talking to Brian Schneider. I'm uh, like, Brian, yeah, tell us about the pitch. Great, <laughs> great contact. Uh, you know, take two or three from the Cubs. Great stuff, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, Gabe, it was a great, 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 uh, great feeling to win the game in front of the fans. And I'm like, it's not. The guy's got like a French accent, Cam. Stop Brian Schneider. Yeah. Like it's a it's a caller that like jumped in and said he was Brian Schneider. <laughs> so right away I'm fast. And I played it so cool. I just I I, I told the guy like because I'm pointing, I got a kid next to me. I'm like, call it, hang up. Yeah. Like hang up. Hang up. I'm, I'm like, we lost Brian Schneider, we'll get him back. And then like during a commercial break, I'm like, what are you, an idiot? I'm like, did you just? I said, what number did you did he did he call in on? He called in on the regular like airline cam, oh, like over wow. the air. Wow, you're I producer. Said, I said, oh yes, call on a private number. Exactly. Like you know, radio stations, there's yes. a private number. Yes. Right. So, wow, that that guy's sleeping. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> about two weeks later, Cam, I'm doing the show, and same operator tells me. The president of the Expos and Major League Baseball is on the line, and he really is upset. He wants to talk to you. He wants to come on the air and correct you, he says. Oh, okay. And I'm like, well, how do I know it's even him? And I'm like, what number did he call in on? He goes over the normal airline. <laughs> I said, so he didn't even call on the private number? I said, it's not him. I said, screw him. He goes, oh, I think it's him. He's been on hold. He's getting madder. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, I left the guy on hold for like 40 minutes, man. Awesome. And, and every commercial break, I started asking questions. I'm like, yeah, ask him, like, uh, what team did he run before? And, like, uh, what else? And, like, I knew everything about him, right? And, boom, he comes back. He ran the Angels and the Anaheim Ducks, and he says, you, you better effort put him on, like, right now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, for, like, 40 minutes, it was <laughs> him. Tavares. He comes on. <laughs> oh, what he call you? Uh, he wanted to correct me on like yeah. some like major league baseball. Like I was bitching about how like they weren't letting call ups, which was true, and like uh, you know what I mean. But he was like, long story short, he was Bud Seelig's henchman. Yeah, he was his like, like all the other expos, like Omar Minaya was super cool, and Frank Robinson, they all loved me and stuff. But there was the henchman. Right, like, and he he was like a really straight guy. By the end, I wore him out. He was like, yeah, whatever, Marenzi. Like he just walked past me, like I wore. Him. He was like, we're leaving. I, I never forget. We got a massive joke out of it when when it was they were they finally was official. They're going to Washington, and it was sort of like, well, who's going with them? Yeah, right? like the play by play, like who's not you. I saw him, all right? It was like one of the last, like, it wasn't the last night. It was like before the last night, and I saw him. And I said, I said, hey, Mr. Tavares, I said, um, should I start looking at places in Washington? Um, I'm ready, sir. And we both, he never laughed so hard. I, I think, like, he thought it was so funny. Like, he patted me on the back after. He goes, take care of yourself. I right? was like, he like, so funny. I said, am I coming? He was like. We both started howling. That's the best. So where I'm going with this is everybody blamed Bud Seelig all the time, Ken. He's better right? commission than this turkey. Oh, yeah, so that's, what I'm, that's why we're coming full circle. Everybody blamed Bud Seelig, and I used to call Bud Seelig the guy with the dead raccoon on his head as a toupee. And Dan, what's the worst thing Bud Seelig ever did? Oh, the All-Star game was a tie once. And they were outraged. Remember, oh, you can't do this. Like, I'll, I'll let you finish the story, but one point. He respected the game. He cared about the game. He, the he game. might yes, like he loved baseball. He, was kind he of like kind of like yes. uh, kind of an idiot a bit, but like you know what I mean? He was kind of whatever. But about it? 
This guy doesn't care. He called the trophy a joke. How do you oh, yeah, this guy, dude, that's what I want to get to. So, Bud Seelig, and I, one thing with Montreal, too, just for the record, Bud Seelig tried to keep the Expos in Montreal, guys. Major League Baseball owned the team for a couple of years. They kept on begging someone to take it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, so Bud Seelig, it's funny how history it changes your perspective on things and how it takes someone much worse. So, as I stated, Rob Manford came. So he, he bungles, he bungles the, the, there's no punishment for these guys. They blatantly cheated. Like on the history of cheating, they're like, they, you know, they make Ben Johnson seem like Mother Teresa. Like so. they are like the, the king of all kings and cheaters. Like they make Larry King, who cheated on like 18 wives, look good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Larry King cheated on his wife with the twin sister. Pretty, you, know, you got to give props to Larry. I like, oh. I couldn't tell them apart. You know? Oh, you're old. You can just say, honey, I don't know. I have my taxes. Yeah. <laughs> you're able to find your Viagra, Larry. Uh, so anyway, so no, so, so think about this. So think about, guys, how much they screwed. We got a lot of Yankee fans that watch the show. Yeah. Yankees got screwed. All right? You see the picture of Chapman right now? He, guy looks like Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> Dodgers, screwed. Dodgers, completely screwed. Uh, guys on the Blue Jays that night. They lost like 16 to 2. Two pitchers on the Blue Jays. One guy's in the Mexican League now. The other guy's like in a, in a dive bar feeling sorry for himself getting drunk. Bolsinger's suing them I because know. they never pitched in the big leagues again. Minor leagues, exactly, exactly. Like Astros ruin lives and careers. They ruin Clayton Kershaw's life and reputation. He should be a World Series champion right now. And, and no punishment. So... Uh, Hinch pays the price, the manager, and uh, Lou now, the general manager. Oh, you're suspended for the year. Now we get word, guys, they're not, this is it. This counts as the year. This counts as the year. And you know they're both going to get hired again. Because Lou now is really good, and he's diabolical. Yeah. He's going to get hired. He's, he's won everywhere. He, you know what I mean? He's going to win. He's going to get hired. He won't be the head guy. He'll be behind the scenes. And same thing. Hinch is going to end up as a bench coach somewhere alongside one of his buddies in a dugout again. So zero punishment for them. They get the year off, and the Astros get no punishment. Exactly. And, and it, let's get to the Red Sox. What happened to the big Red Sox investigation? That's, that's so and, funny. I was just going to get this. What are you doing? Okay, what if they say, well, you know, we didn't find as much. Well, something must have happened because the freaking manager of the Red Sox resigned exactly. knowing how bad it was. Yeah, and the Red Sox said, you have to go to Cora. So you can't say nothing happened. When the hell are you going to dole out this punishment? You think the virus, we're just going to forget about the Red Sox now? This guy, Manford's a real piece of work. He's uh, like, he's terrible. He's, he's a he, terrible commissioner. He makes like Gary Bettman look like amazing. Like that's that, that gets crazy. Like this guy is brutal. And I'll tell you another thing. You said it about the Red Sox stuff. They probably started the investigation and went, nah, we don't see it. Like, you know, they didn't put their due diligence into it. There's so much evidence the against Sox, they didn't cooperate. What? The Red Sox didn't cooperate in the same way the, the Astros kind of confessed. Well, they, they were, were so done. They were done. Yeah, the Astros were surprised. It was almost like they robbed like 90 banks. Yeah. Remember, like in the investigation, some Astro players were like, we're surprised we got away with it for this long. Like it got to the Astros. Like they started fighting amongst themselves. We got to stop doing it. They're on to us. You know what I mean? There was like, there was pressure on them. The Red Sox have been more like, I don't know anything. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Because Manfred told the Astros you have immunity for some reason, which was stupid. They all should have been suspended, right? Like, all the players should have been suspended. But like I said, yeah, you think about it, Cam. I know no one's bringing this up. What about the Red Sox stuff? Yeah. Like, so what? It's That's what's gone they, now? They brushed it under the carpet, buddy. That's the thing. So what's going to happen? They're not going to go back to it? And, uh, oh, yeah, don't worry. They served their time. We're not playing baseball. I can't believe this decision. Like, oh, this I is a like a, you got to find a lawyer and fight this thing. Like, that's stupid. If I was the Yankees or another team, I'm like, we got to battle. This is crap. That is, it's absolute crap. One of my I can't favorite, one of my favorite Twitter uh, follows the uh, Super Sports, uh, Super Seventy Sports guy. Good. He tweeted uh, the other day. He goes, you know, there's no sports side. He goes, I'll pay ninety nine dollars to watch on pay per view to bring the Houston Astros out onto the field and take the trophy from them. <laughs> and the Houston Astros, like, make them all come out, and that's it. One by one, you take the ring off. Yeah. It's like a divorce. Like, you know what? You're not getting suspended. 
I swear to God, you tell I, we're, we're taking the rings back. You're giving us the ring. You're not walking around anymore with this ring. You're in the history books. It is what it is. I'd put a freaking asterisk next to their name too. They're cheaters. It's this is like the you know, you know like we're in the biggest like pandemic of our in the last hundred years. They're the biggest cheaters in the last hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just can't believe this commissioner since he's been in charge has not made one good move. One good decision. I want back, him to get much back, back. Back, so That's why I try not to rip the guy too much, but it's hard. He screws up all the time. Uh, we have to rip the guy. The guy's decision-making is horrible. You said it. Red Sox story under the rug. Astros, uh, okay. everything. I saw in the news, you know, I, I watch a lot of news too much, unfortunately. Um, but I saw Rob Manford and uh, the, uh, the the fanatic company that owns uh, the, the rice. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they said, they said, well, you know, we're gonna, we want to help out, and we're gonna make masks and stuff, and like to help out. They made like gowns. They were like Yankee and Philly gowns and stuff. I don't know, dude. Like from what I heard, they were like nurses can't wear that, man. It's like yeah, it's, it's like a it's baseball a jersey. You can't just put a big. They need real masks, guys. You can't just put a piece of cloth. Like you can put a piece of cloth over your face. You go to the store. Fine, you're fine. Some nurse leaning in this close to someone with coronavirus can't be wearing a little Yankee cotton mask. Yeah, and another thing is people don't understand they're buying these like discount masks, whatever, like for 99 cents. Oh, it makes it worse. Order. You don't even no, do that's anything. what I'm saying. You're bringing, like, people don't even understand. If you get the wrong mask, we talked about this. It'll get it's worse for you. a big debate you. with the mask, but I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you now, I've seen multiple people say this. They said, if you have a mask on, you're gonna touch your face way more. Yeah. And it's crazy. They just do it. I see people all, I was just out there. People are like a jar, they're adjusting it and stuff. Me, I wanna buy a scarf. I'm trying to find a scarf. Uh, what you need? A welding yeah. helmet. Just or, or a piece of plexiglass, like right over your face. It's That's what they're doing. Just walk around. Oh, oh, I, I got a great idea. Yeah, it's just one of those guys who you do know, that. You one know, guy in New York did here in New York City, there's a picture of him. He took like a big water jug and put it over his head. True, yeah. If you get a humongous water, I need to like. You're not walking down the street with a big water jug on your head. I don't know, Gabe. If things to save your life, you will. (laughs) Yes, I would. I better get a big one for my big pumpkin head. I gotta get like. Yeah, you should be walking down the street with a big keg on your head. (laughs) Exactly. People will be like, "Hey, it's Keg Man." Hey, what up, Keg Man? That'd be great, man. Kegman, you walk up to the dude, you get a drink. Man, we're giving great ideas. That's a mascot right there, Kegman. The oh, mascot God. that gives you beer, like Bender, you sort of go up to his chest. What's up, Kegman? Boom, you pop out like a beer, like out of his, like a nice little freezer. Man, you gave me a great idea. I want to beat Kegman, and I'll lose weight too, because the keg's heavy with the beers. It's a, it's a, a double keg purpose. Man. Oh yeah, Kegman. Hey, what up, Kegman? No, honestly, I, I'll wear a keg. Yeah, 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 like a big water. Big <laughs> jug walking down. Oh, man. There was another dude in New York, man. He decked himself out in garbage bags. He looked like a swamp man. Like he taped a bunch of garbage bags, but he went full body suit. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get on the grid. I am Renzi. I live on the freaking grid, and so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart, a.k.a. Kegman. I gotta tell you, like we that's a TV series, a comic book, a t-shirt, and hoodies and everything. Kegman. Yeah, like Duffman. I'm Kegman. I, 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 I would be walking down the street. Yeah, just, just got a keg, got a couple taps. It's hot summer day. Here you go. Kegman. You, know, you know who's like pretty safe right now? Uh our boy Clam Chowder. And you know, walking around like a, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, that suit's pretty safe. I gotta be honest with you though, I don't wanna. I can't. Chowder's our friend, but think about it. The problem with the suit though, he might be. But think about the people around him and breathing. It gets on the suit. He's gonna have no, to no, take. Let's, let's just, let's just, and also, suit. let's just get real. That suit smells like a hockey bag after like, the last few years. <laughs> That's the thing. Like that suit's been through a lot. That suit needs like extra hot sanitizers. It's gotta go through the wash a few times. You're right. It smells, that it smells like a walk at Petri dish. <laughs> 
It's good to see him on Twitter. All right. Uh, so, uh, me and Kegman were talking about the stupidity of Major League Baseball. So, yeah, Lunau and Finn. Yeah, no, uh, and Hinch. No, um, punishment. No, no punishment. All right, all right. You get the year off. Everyone got the year off. Like, what do you mean they get the year off? No, no, no. I would have called him specifically. I wouldn't have even done it now because I'm not even that much of a jerk. Yeah, let him worry about our families now. I would let him know in the middle of the summer when things die down a bit. Oh, by the way. This didn't count. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? I would say sort of like time served. If we play 81 games, you get half a season served. Yes, so I agree. You're, you're, you're eligible. But it has to be here at halfway. Exactly, Ken. They're not, you can't get a free pass. What is this? Are, are people stupid? They played the whole season and cheated. You can't do half the season. Like, it, it makes no sense. All right, so another thing that really upset me, there's a bunch of stuff that has upset me here. So it's nice, though. It's like the old days. Like, it's like Danny Rage here. More trains are just roll. There, we got to keep it real. Instead of getting on the grid, get on the Rage. So uh, we're going to get on the Rage here. So last week we talked about Kirk Herbstreit. Kirk Herbstreit came out and said, I don't think there's going to be college football uh, or NFL football. And a lot of people, and I brought it up, Cam, at the time, because a lot of dumbasses, I know I should be a lawyer. Everybody's low-hanging fruit argument. Oh, he's not a scientist. He should shut up. He's not a scientist, but he is the biggest name in the sport that you just asked him about. Like, if anyone would know a little bit about college football and what's happening in the college football world, it would be Kirk Herbstreit. And let me ask you, who do you think knows more about college football and what college football's plan is? Kirk Herbstreit or Dr. Fauci right now? Yeah, exactly. Dr. Fauci yeah. doesn't know what the Michigan Wolverines' plan is right now. Exactly. Kirk Herbstreit does. Another thing is, when Brian Kelly and these guys come out, it's like, dude, don't try. Now, and you know why they're doing it. They're trying to, like, save the fans, don't panic or whatever. That's even worse. He came out at Herbstreit and goes, this guy doesn't know anything. Well, what about you, Kelly? You don't know anything. You, you don't know Who do you think is a smarter guy? Kirk Herbstreit or Brian Kelly? My money's on Kirk Herbstreit, bro. Like, if, I, if I'm on who wants to be a millionaire and I got a lifeline and I'm calling, you got a choice. You can call the coach of Notre Dame or Kirk Herbstreit. I'm calling Kirk Herbstreit. And secondly, it's good Brian Kelly. So Brian Kelly drops the old, uh, he's not a scientist. What He should shut up. What does he know? It's like, hey, no, you should shut up. You know what I mean? You should shut up, Kelly. And number, <laughs> let me bring this up, too. This is where the hypocrisy comes in with Kelly even more. Because, yeah, Kelly... We're going to listen to you about anything about freaking player safety. Mr. I killed a kid filming a practice, right? Like you're the last guy. You're like OJ Simpson commenting on this Tiger King crap or whatever the hell that stuff is. Uh, Jody, I don't even know. I don't care. I don't have time. The only Joe to Tiger I know is Joe Burrow. But, you know, like, like really? And Tony, they're great. He's great. <laughs> Great. No, he's Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, the same guy that got a kid killed at Notre Dame. And if you're wondering about this, guys, it was a very, very windy, windy, windy day. All right. And college football, these stupid coaches used to have these massive like scaffolds go up like 50 feet in the air or whatever. And so you could film the practice for overhead. It was windy as hell. The thing was rocking. And the kid that was the film guy was like, yeah. And people were like, dude, it's pretty high up there. And like people were kind of known, like something back had happened. Like it was really windy, guys. And it was so windy that people at the practice were like, coach, like, like we're not filming, like whatever, dude, just let it go today. You know what I mean? The kid was a little nervous, wanted to impress the coach. Notre Dame, I'm the film guy for Notre Dame. Went up there. He got, he died. Right. He blew right off it. He blew off, it collapsed, killed him. Unreal. Notre Dame paid like an $85,000 fine to the Indiana State Board. Brian Kelly could give two craps, bro. So get this, Ken. Get this. They were told after, college coaches, don't do that anymore. Don't put kids up on scaffolding to record practices. Be smart. Yeah. You know, right? So how about you record it from like your stance? Like it's not rocket yeah. science, this guy. Exactly. Right? So, um, who did it again? Brian Kelly. Right? 
And now this guy's going to come out and talk about player safety, like people's safety. And we'll get into Tom Izzo and he's calling oh, coach. Oh, I got to tell you, if anyone should shut the F up about player and kids and people's safety, it's college, college coaches, coaches. Cam. Yeah, like these the universities are scumbags. Oh, I don't want to hear anything about their opinion on this. No. In fact, as much as I love college football, I'm almost ready to tell them, you know what? I'm going to shut you down just right now because I know you guys won't. Some of these kids, too, let's call it out for what it is. If me and you were getting recruited in basketball and we didn't have a family or we are dirt poor and some guy wanted to give me a couple thousand dollars, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't question you, and I think a lot of the time – the way the NCAA handles kids is stupid. I told you, my buddy couldn't even take out his girlfriend for a pizza. It's a violation or whatever. Like, their rules are so archaic and stupid, yet these assholes, how much money do these guys make? Millions and millions and millions of dollars game all the time. It's crazy to me. And the, and the athletes are always the guy that pay the price. Got to make money for your likeness. That should have happened. Yeah, to call college coaches. Like, give like, me so a break, coach coaches. Brian, Brian Kelly has covered up some bad stuff in Notre Dame, guys. All right? Uh, team violations were like sexual assaults, okay? And so, you know, Brian Kelly, just shut up, bro. You're talking about safety and right. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I, like, you're the last person I want the opinion on, all right? You're a good coach. He's a good football coach. Hey. I've hey. always known he's a jerk. He's a good football coach, but I don't respect him. I wouldn't hire him, and I don't want his opinion on anything. I don't care. You know, you give me your opinion on, you know, what to do on third and three, coach. You know what I mean? Like, if he gave a football lecture, I wouldn't say he doesn't know what he's talking about. But I don't care what he thinks about anything in the real world, specifically when people's lives are on the line. Because I know he does not care. I know you don't care. All if, you did, if you don't care about, like, your kid dead at film, you're not going to care about strangers. So let me get it. We can go on and on about this. But let's roll it into another school here, Michigan State. These guys are real pieces of work over there. And, oh, you're a Michigan fan. has nothing to do with it. They are the worst, all right? They are the oh, worst hey, of the man. worst, these guys. Nasser. <laughs> like, everybody. Yeah, so, not like, go deeper. All right, so listen. So, yeah, yeah. Larry Nasser, the U.S. Uh, gymnast uh, team doctor, he was the resident Michigan State guy, yeah. all right? Tom Izzo's office was right, like, dude, they were right beside each other. Like, they, they parked their cars. I don't, you know, whatever. You can't blame Tom Izzo for what happened in another building, Tom Izzo is like one of the highest paid guys in that state. He's the most powerful guy at the university. I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't have known anything of what's going on there. So the thing with that is, so once again, you can't blame Izzo or D'Antonio for, for D'Antoni, for, for D'Antonio, excuse me, uh, for, for what goes on somewhere else. But it's systematic, guys. The actual dean and chancellor, Cam, like lied about it discredited the victims, yep. hired private investigators, called yep. them skanks and all that, like, sleazy stuff. Like, really bad. They had to step down. Like, so much so, like, they kept on lying and lying and lying and lying. And, like, even till recently, they were caught lying about it. Okay? Then you move on to the football program, whose coaches magically stepped down. Right? Yep. I told the story, and it's well known. One of the assistant coaches told a story that he said it's out of control there. He was the one who was sort of a whistleblower. And he said, we were in the room and we were talking about recruiting a kid and the assistant coaches said, listen, coach, we dug in, we, we dug in deep to, with this kid and we said, they said, he really is a bad kid. Yeah. There's not like, oh, he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. They said, he's a bad kid for real. And uh, D'Antoni said, well, Don't it's worry okay. About it. Don't worry <laughs> Don't, about it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> the coach actually said, coach. Our daughters are on this campus. Yes. All right. He said, whatever. The player that he brought in raped somebody on campus. All right. Like, that was just one story. Now, remember a couple of years ago, the heat was on Izzo. And Izzo, everyone loves Izzo. Nice guy. Rah, 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 rah. But remember, now's not the time, guys. Now's not the time, guys. At practice, it wasn't a time to ask him. After a game, it wasn't a time. It was never the right time with Izzo. Then he got through the season. There was like a 30 for 30 piece or uh, inside the lines or whatever, the ESPN, uh, the Bob Lee, the, when the, the investigative stuff. Yep. They were kicking around. They were sniffing around Michigan State pretty good. And you were finding out one of the assistant coaches on Michigan State now was a former player to you beats chicks up and Izzo doesn't, it's very Urban Meyer-ish, right? Yeah, but he's a good coach. And, you know, dude, all kinds of stuff, all right? 
Now you know you get to the now you get to the basketball program more. So we know the football program were sleaze balls. Yeah. We know that the gymnast and the entire university were sleaze balls. Now we get to the one guy that's sort of untouched all the time in Tom Izzo, and I've always known. And oh, I'm not too. calling Izzo the worst human in the world or anything, uh, but yeah, but, but you know it's an act. You guys are all you all give him a free pass on this stuff, man. It's and true. now you find out he's doing the same thing our Bryles did, bro. What's the difference? He's tampering with witnesses of, like, rape cases. Yes, exactly. Like, basically, the word was, you don't call the cops, you call Izzo. Yeah. Like, basically, like, they That's were talking illegal. to the cops, and basically, the cops were like, what? You told yeah, who? Exactly. He was like, oh, Izzo already told me. And, like, basically, the insinuation is Izzo told one of his players what to say to defend another player. Yes. And yeah. if you hear the whole timeline... Izzo wasn't concerned about the victim. He no. was more concerned about the about reputation and the other star player getting in trouble. Yep. That was what... the big thing. Is he okay? What about him? This is what we need to say. That's witness tampering, bro. It, it's like he's tampering, serious. like that's someone's daughter that got assaulted. Like it's like they're scumbags over there in East Lansing. They I've always said this, and it's not because I'm a Wolverine fan. No, it's crazy. Tom Izzo, you know too. Things have been going on for years, Gabe. And you're right. Some guys get a free pass. You talked about the same thing when we're talking about certain football coaches, right? It's weird. Mike Leach does stupid stuff. Ah, oh, it's just Mike Leach. He's a little bit weird. Like, I don't, I'm done with these narratives. Mike Leach put a kid in a storage shed. I'm talking about. They, they <laughs> oh, call him funny. He's a real funny guy in press conferences. Yeah, you almost <laughs> killed kid. Like we gotta, we gotta like put our foot down here. Tom Izzo's been hovering around sketchiness for many, many years. Yeah, this thing is brutal, and it's exactly what you say. That tells you what kind of human being you are. You would rather, oh, I got to protect a player on the team. You said it. The guy went. The guy went to touch your private parts, did crazy stuff, and and and, and you you talk to Izzo first, like he's the godfather. That's pathetic. Oh yeah, and by the way, by the way, the kid, the the other kid that didn't do anything that Izzo tried to tamper with, you picked the wrong kid. Steve Smith's kid. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Steve Smith, they'll play. So, and that's another thing. So no one can say, oh, you just guys hate Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, Steve Smith, right? He hates Michigan State. One of the best players ever there, right? Like, come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, um, it's just, you know, he's going to have to go soon. He's going to have to go soon. And I, I, I hate it. Dude, you find out about this stuff. Even our guy Beeline, who I always loved and stuff, about, like, the old, when he called them thugs. and You know what I mean? Yeah. And he found out there were a couple other things he said to them that weren't too cool. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, one thing I'll say, Cam, and I know it sounds cheesy, but like the Michigan Wolverines, like uh, uh, John uh, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, we've lost to Ohio State. Michigan State's beat. We, we, we beat Michigan State again. But I guarantee you, Cam, I guarantee you, I'll wake up in the morning knowing every day this crap doesn't happen in Ann Arbor, bro. No one's getting diddled at Ann Arbor, man. You screw around on the football team, you're gone. Frank Clark on the Chiefs was on the Seahawks. Yeah, yes, yes, he, he was. He touched a chick. He got caught the next yep. day. Yes. He got kicked off a of campus. Like they basically told him, Harbaugh said, you can finish your school if whatever by legally. I'm not kicking you out of the school, but you're off the football team. Yeah. Like, and he said, it's a legal matter. And basically, I can't help you. Like he basically tells them, I will not help you. I will not cover up. I will not have your back. I will call the police. Like, I swear, look at Michigan. What's Michigan scandals under Harbaugh, bro? Uh, we violated a practice hours. Yeah. We made, you know what I mean? Big deal. There was something Compared to the other stuff. He gave some shoes to someone, to the kids that he shouldn't have. Maybe he got like these cool yellow Nike, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe the kid needed shoes. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, yeah. he does like coaches stuff. And I'm not saying Harbaugh's an angel. He doesn't say things no. recruiting and stuff. But I'm just stating there's certain people with ethics. And as you mentioned, look at Coach K. Come on, man. How? Why is he getting all these one and dones? And you put Chuck Pearson in jail? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Zion went to Duke because he wanted to, right? Yeah. As if, bro. Kyrie Irving went to Duke. The guy thinks the earth is <laughs> flat. He went to Duke. I know. Because he wanted to, right? Come on. Chuck Pearson was one of my favorite players, too. Guy's guy was legendary. No, was, you know what? It was right. Gilbert Arenas who said it. And people discredit that. I gotta tell you. Oh, Gilbert Arenas. I gotta tell you, Cam, if you ask me, 
Renzi, who do you believe more that tells the truth about things? Coach Krzyzewski or Gilbert Arenas? Let's say Gilbert Arenas. No, Gilbert Arenas all day. No, no, Krzyzewski's yeah. a great coach. Krzyzewski's like a politician. He covers stuff up. He is who he is. Gilbert Arenas might be crazy. He ain't a liar. Yeah. Like, Gilbert Arenas is the one that said, he goes, I ain't going to name names, but he goes, the last three big star players at Duke all got 150K each. All right. You know, it's, it's not rocket science to figure out who. Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Kyrie Irving, yeah. the one and done. Dude, it's not a secret. Hey, look at Miller in, in Arizona. This guy yeah, yeah. is like, he's got nine lives. Everyone knows. You, someone paid eight and 200K to play there. <laughs> I know. No, you're, <laughs> you're so right. Like, somebody paid him. That's not even disputable. DeAndre Ayton got $200,000 to play there. That's that. Right? Like, who paid it? Not the kid that works at the jack in a box. <laughs> Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Marenzi. Get on the grid. We're throwing it down with the Raging Redhead. Tam Stewart. All right, guys. So we've done a lot of raging on this yes. uh, program today. It feels good, actually. It feels like yeah. uh, almost things are getting back to normal a little e- bit. Except for Kegman. That was our comic relief. Kegman yeah, was Keg- positive. Keg- <laughs> yeah. Kegman. And uh, for the record, I've already uh, copied uh, and trademarked oh, yeah. uh, Kegman during the last commercial break. Perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kegman coming to a movie theater near you. In a time of crisis, yeah. we look for a hero. <laughs> that hero, Kegman. <laughs> hey, what up, Kegman? <laughs> so uh, uh, we're going to talk some NBA basketball. Uh, we did uh, we we did a lot of raging uh, here. Uh, Mike uh, Mike Vorkanoff is going to step up and in from the Athletic a little bit later on. I'll talk some NBA basketball with him. But listen, Cam, there's been so much talk, and you and I have spent a lot of time talking about the potential playoff matchup. Um, and, you know, what are they going to do? Is it going to be best of two or three? Now the latest rumor is, all oh, they might be considering a tournament and not a single elimination, and there's all kinds of stuff on the table, guys. The tur- hey, the tournament idea blows. That's for the NCAA. Just play play regular, and you play, you know, two out of th- you can do two out of three. That's how we do. And then you say conference finals, or sorry, three out of five or whatever, and then you go conference finals four, finals four. Right? I'll tell you what, there's no way in hell that it's what a real is? champion if you're playing a tournament. Yeah, I agree. Like, that's, that's not that's real. That's like, college. That's what the NCAA tournament's No, for. no. They, 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 when they say tournament, they don't mean single elimination. But, you know, it would be many two or threes and whatever, but it's still bastardized, right? At some point, at some point, you got to say, all right, well, whatever. But I just thought it'd be fun to take a look. I thought it'd be cool to take a look at... Uh, who would actually play, hypothetically? So what are the playoffs? What are we missing out on? Because, look, we're into April right now. The NBA playoffs will be around the corner, and really, there really wouldn't have been much changes, guys. The NBA, we were kind of into the final little sprint of the season. You know, the Washington Wizards were four games out. The Pelicans were like four games out. The Blazers. But for the most part, everything was kind of starting to fall into place yep. and what the matchups were going to be. So Milwaukee... Milwaukee, uh, obviously, is the one seed. Milwaukee had the best record in the NBA. Uh, Milwaukee, 53-12. and 12. They would play Orlando. Uh, now, this is what's interesting about this, though, Cam. Like we talked about with baseball, about how the Kansas City Royals in a 162-game schedule have a 0.2% chance of winning. Yep. And in a 81-game season, they have a 14% chance of winning the World Huge. Series suddenly. Huge. So the Orlando match, this is what I'm talking about, guys. Dogs. I'm just saying, yeah, like, and the, like, FanDuel still has NBA futures up, Cam. If the Orlando Magic played in a seven game series against the Milwaukee Bucks, they'll lose in four, maybe five, five maybe. Five. maybe uh, they might half. get one, one Dude, the Bucks, The Bucks kicked the crap out of the Pistons four games in a row last year in the first round. So I'm just stating, in a seven game series, the Orlando Magic mathematically probably have like a 2.7% chance of winning. In a three-game series on a neutral court, Orlando can beat them. Chris Middleton I, gets cold. Eric Bledsoe's uh, not used to shooting anymore. Greek Freak's a little off. Boom. The next thing you know, Vucevic is hot. You win. Right? Like, craziness can happen at a best of two or three if it actually happened like that. Like, it's dangerous. Like, this is dangerous if they do play a best of two or three. 
So you got Milwaukee would beat Orlando. Toronto would play the Brooklyn Nets. Now, I don't know about Kevin Durant coming back or not because he, he got coronavirus He's now. not coming back. So he's not coming back. Toronto, Toronto versus Brooklyn, that's Toronto in five, Toronto in six at the least in a, in a real world. Um, in a best of two or three, I wouldn't want to do it as a Raptor fan, but, but they'll do I, it. the Raptors would beat them in two. Yeah, <laughs> and I hate to say it, Gabe, even though Orlando might look like a good dog, Milwaukee could still sweep, sweep them. But I understand yeah, your but point. but haven't played in four months. That's, yeah, that's At true. At that point. That's true. I'm just saying, I, I, Milwaukee has so many weapons. Hey, the Magic haven't played in months either. You know yes. what we're really missing out on, which would have been cool? Philadelphia and Boston in the first round. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, or in a, a, a second round matchup, they're the 6-3, except they, that was the one thing that was tied, Ken. Indiana, it was 39-26. and 26, That's right. And Philadelphia are 39-26. and 26. Yep. Technically, right now, Philadelphia is the sixth seed if it's froze yep. right now. Um, I guess I due to... Uh, I hope it stays that way. I'd rather see Boston versus Philly... And Miami versus Pacers. I think Boston versus Philly is a wicked matchup. Well, I like that if they did, just because it knocks one of them out. I don't like either of those teams. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like either of those teams. That's the same other thing. Point. Same thing, like, and one of them will be gone. Same thing with, like, uh, Miami and Indiana. You know, they, that's good because they're both pretty good. And, bing, one of you are gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so it would be Milwaukee versus Orlando, Toronto versus Brooklyn, Philadelphia and Indiana are tied, but due to the tiebreaker, Philadelphia is actually the sixth seed. Um, Indiana is the five seed. So uh, um, you'd have the four five, and then Philadelphia versus Boston, which would be a wicked, wicked playoff series. Real, real fun uh, to see that go down. Anything can happen in those series, Cam, but it's too bad. Like, the, the, that's why I was looking forward to the NBA playoffs, just because they were so cool. It would have been some cool matchups. And I was looking at it from a Raptors perspective. So Raptors play Brooklyn 2-7. The Raptors would beat Brooklyn. Yes. Um, Milwaukee will beat Orlando. Yes. So then after, Milwaukee would play the lowest remaining seed, which would probably be, they would be the winner of um, Indiana and Miami. And Boston. It could be the Sixers. I think the Sixers will upset Boston. I was going to say, I think Boston will beat Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia will beat Boston. So that's where we disagree on that series. I think Philly can take it. So in other words, that's who the Raptors would play again in the second round. Who would you rather play if you're a Raptor fan, Boston or Philly? Oh, God. Philly. Good question. Uh, No, no, Philly. No, has Philly. uh, Yeah, Philly, I guess. They're flaky. They are. You know what it is with Boston? They beat Boston, though. The thing with Boston and Toronto is home court means everything. They're, they're home, remember, no one had won on each other's home court for like 14 consecutive games. And then, boom, Boston kicked the crap out of the Raptors on Christmas Day. It was the first time that Boston had won in Toronto in like eight years or something stupid like that. And then they played a couple of days later on a Friday, and Toronto beat them in Boston. No, but, no, but game, Philadelphia needs home court. So even though I'm saying they have a potential upset, these guys are 22, 29-2 at home. And 10 and 24 on the road. Okay, now no, the neutral. neutral yeah, site. No, 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 I was talking in a regular, regular form. Neutral cam, all bets are off almost, bro. Like, who knows? They haven't played in months. Lately, if they were really playing best of two, three, if they really played best of two in the first round, that's insane. I mean, hey, I, I threw it out there. I didn't really mean it. Like, how the hell are these? It? They're not hosting these games. We talked about it. The season. No, they're not hosting games. It's on a neutral court. Exactly. So, and it probably is best of two or three. Wow. Who do I you? Would, t- who I do wouldn't you- accept it. I no, wouldn't I, accept it. I, it's stupid. What about Miami and Indiana? I would say I would tell them best of three or five. I'm not. We're not doing best of two or three. Yeah, two or so three. What? Dangerous. Like, um, I would say. So what? Okay, let's give the pick. We'll get your picks. Neutral court. Best two or three? Milwaukee, Orlando. Milwaukee. I'm taking Orlando in the upset. Wow, that's balls. Yeah. You catch that ticket. What, what that's kind of odds you giving me? In that series on a neutral court? It's I only think, a best two or three. So I, it would probably be plus 550. I was going to say plus 475, 500 on a neutral All right. site. All right, I'll take the bet. In a best of two or three, give me the magic. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
Raptors. Raptors are systematic. Raptors will wear them out. Raptors are. Raptors beat Brooklyn. Yep. Yeah, Raptors beat Brooklyn. So you like Philadelphia. I like Boston. I'm starting to wonder now. Now with this uh, home record, but maybe neutral is neutral. Neutral is better than road, I guess. But uh, I think Philadelphia has the players. Like with Embiid and everybody else, they could beat Boston. But Boston's scary. Uh, what would you make that series line? Neutral, I'd say Boston probably what a buck eighty. No, no. If, it, if Boston and Philadelphia played on a neutral court in a series, I think I think the odds would be like Boston minus one twenty five, one thirties. That's low. I was even thinking around sixty, but yeah. yeah. What's, what's the difference in the teams? They're thirty nine and twenty six, forty three and twenty one. Neutral. Yeah, yeah like there's a buck fifty. I'm. Th- uh, I can. Uh, I think the neutral would sort of help. I think it would it would help Boston more. Like Philadelphia seemed really, really to be aided by playing in Philadelphia. Yep. Right. Like basically, so a neutral court is basically road. You know what I mean? So it's like that. That's why if you look at like the NCAA tournament guys, when you cap that stuff, you sort of look at like teams that were good on the road because that's sort of um, that's where you are in a tournament. It's a neutral court game, but it really isn't. You're on the road still, right? Um, you know, it's very similar like the, the NFL stuff in London. Teams that are good road teams go there and they, they can handle it more than bad road teams. Like it's the, the, the road trip uh, yep. part of it all. Um, so, you know, the, the West is where the fun matchups would yeah, be. Yeah, no, you didn't give your pick. Miami and Indiana, 4-5. Uh, uh, give me Miami. That's tough. Yeah, kind of lean Miami. That could go. I don't know. In, that, if, ser- in, now, that series will be minus 115 or 20 for some If Indiana... I don't know. Like, that's the thing. If Indiana are healthy, maybe Indiana would be helped by this. If they had Oladipo and Brogdon, they've never really been yeah. healthy all year, the Pacers. Exactly. Um, all right, so the Western Conference, some real fun matchups here. Uh, it would be Jamarant. Everyone wanted uh, the, the Pelicans to get in, but uh, they're they're three and a half out of Memphis. So, and uh, we should note, too, guys, remember the NBA, they want this. They were talking about playing the last seven, a seven game to 10 type thing to have a mini playoff chase and to have the guys get ready uh, for the playoffs. Yet I also saw a thing and get this. And this would be uh, they basically they would have everybody play in in a play in tournament. So the teams that are in the playoffs are in the playoffs. Yep. Everybody else, everybody else, sort of clean slate. Everybody else, you're That's playing a tournament. And That's you know why they're doing this? That's dumb. There's a push because Curry's back. Yeah, yeah. You know what? To get the Warriors into the playoffs, right? Get bent. This is another thing with these uh, narratives. No, Golden State, you're 15 and 50. I don't care if you go on a heater in this in-game tournament. You don't deserve to be there. T-Wolves don't deserve to be there. Suns don't deserve to be there. Beat it. The only teams that are going to be, you know, you got the Trailblazers at nine. They're only three and a half back of Memphis. Then the Pelicans, they could still get there. That's fine. Other teams mathematically eliminated by, you're wasting time. Too. We have to we have to finish the season, not prolong it, you idiots. God, I mean, you can figure that out. Like, who are these people running these leagues? They have no common sense. Yeah, they think, oh, I'm playing tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll guarantee there's going to be some sort of little play-in thing. Oh, there will there, be. There's going to be. But you're right. You can't have the Warriors in it. Like, no. I, you know what? Like you said, look, guys, Portland are 20, 29 and 28. They're right there. Memphis is like there. They're there. You basically tell them, listen, you got five games to make it up. Like, Zach, like you give them a puncher's chance, so to speak, or you play a series there's ways to do it if you really wanted to do it. You can include the teams. You can say, all right, listen, we'll put uh, we'll put Portland in. We'll put New Orleans in. We'll put the Wizards in. But then it's just getting stupid, all right? It's all stupid to begin with. But I, these, these are I, what the matchups would be in the Western Conference, which would have been really fun. The Lakers in Memphis, eh, whatever. The Lakers would, in a seven-game series, they would have beaten them in four or five. Lakers roll. Um, the Clippers in Dallas would have been fun. Yeah, still Clippers. Clippers, uh, they're all business. This is a Clippers team. in a seven, yeah. Yep. They'd Clippers. win in, they'd win this, in six. If we're, I'm going to tell you something. Houston to beat the flaky Denver Nuggets. That's my pick. I would agree with you, as crazy as it sounds. I could, you know, Houston could get hot. 
if they lose the best of two or three, Houston would be really dangerous in a I short. Think, yes. They're one of the more dangerous teams. Yes. Like basically like a well-rested Harden and Westbrook in a shortened playoff series format. Oh boy. They could go balls out. Like basically Westbrook could know like they, and they could even tell them go end to end every time and just dunk it. Like, you know what I mean? And like, they would be difficult to deal with in a shortened period of time, but it goes both ways for them. If they got cold, they'd be screwed. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? If they got cold for like a more than one game in a row, they're out. Right. So pretty dangerous, but yeah, Houston and Denver would have been a really fun series. And, Oklahoma City and Utah would have been a bloodbath war. That would have been a seven-game series. I agree. That This one's tough. I don't know where to go. Oklahoma City has been more impressive during the year, but I got to believe Utah, w- with the pedigree, the players they have with Mitchell, Gobert, everybody else, uh, these guys, but he, a couple guys had coronavirus, right? Who but, did uh, you have in the finals before? Who? What were you thinking the finals were going to be before this she got shut down? Like the NBA finals? Clippers and... I want to say Raptors, but it's going to be probably Clippers and Bucks. I'm gonna, I was going to say it was going to be um, the Toronto Raptors against the LA Lakers. Wow, that'd be wild too. Yeah, and I didn't want it because I don't want to play LeBron. I'm a Raptor fan. <laughs> like I wasn't like yeah. You don't need that. No, no. We're like oh oh for a million against this guy. It's like the Bills and Tom Brady. What do you do, though, Gabe, with this playoff format? You have to cut it off. Like, if they're going to do this stuff, like, where do you cut it off? So, right now, Memphis is 18, so I'm going to think about no, math. Dude, I, I wouldn't let anyone in. I'd cut it off as it is. I'd say, suck yeah. it. Too bad. Yeah. You're out. That's the way it should it be. It is what it is. But and, if you're going yeah. to do it, the only teams that get a chance are Portland, New Orleans, and Sacramento, and the Spurs. The other guys are too far back, but no, anyway. you're right. Like, and if exactly, if you really wanted, all right, have four teams for some wild card play-in type of thing, whatever. You know what I mean? At this point, I, I don't even care. Just give us basketball, but it's not looking good, buddy. I, I just don't see how they're going to be able to pull this off. I don't quarantine and there and here and all this other stuff. I'm telling you though, Gabe. Every day those Vegas stories come out. If they find a way with the brain power that they have, like I would make this bet at like I'll lay juice on it. These games will be played in Las Vegas, Nevada, with the hotel situations, I the multiple that. arenas. That's it has to be Vegas. I can't believe people are talking cruise ships in Atlantic City. Uh, those are just bad bets. You might as well just put your money in a toilet and hit the lever, flush it down the toilet. They're going to Vegas. There's a better chance of me winning the Kentucky Derby, uh, running the track faster than the horses than there is the NBA setting up shop in Louisville, Kentucky for two months. Yeah, or playing the NBA playoffs. Playing on a cruise ship where there's cruise ships with people quarantined for whatever. They can't get off the ship. Like, come on. That's Jay Williams. All right, get on the grid. More NBA, Mike Vore. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.